0: Welcome back to The Deep End. I am your host, Brianna Watson. It has been far too long since I've recorded a podcast, and a lot of stuff has happened over the last six months or so. I'll get into that in some of the episodes. But the reason I wanna get on here today is because of one topic, and it's one topic that is very close to my heart, and that is the topic of homeschooling. Every single day I find myself wanting to talk about homeschooling, but a lot of the time I hold myself back because where I live, and if you live near me, where we live specifically, homeschooling is not the norm. So when you enter the world of homeschooling, a lot of the time it can feel isolating, and it might feel like you're the only person who does it. But I've learned so many things over the last few years where we have been involved in the homeschool world and the homeschool community here in Massachusetts. And I need to talk about it and I need to share these things because when I'm out in the community with just random people, I could be at gymnastics with my two-year-old or I could be at the playground or the grocery store. The number of times that I have run into somebody who wants to start homeschooling or already does homeschool is crazy. It blows my mind. Every time, because, like I said, because it's not the norm here, sometimes you feel like, oh my gosh, I must be the only person around here who does this, or I must be the only person who's thinking about doing this. But that is not the case. There are people everywhere who want to start homeschooling, and there are people everywhere who already are doing it. I wanted to talk about this today because homeschooling, to me, right now in the world we live in, in the society that we live in, with everything going. On that is negatively impacting our kids. Homeschooling is the most crucial and important thing you can do for your kids right now in this world. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that because they don't even know, like, well, how would I start homeschooling? I can't afford to start homeschooling. People don't know where to begin. And I get that. It's a world like if you've never dipped your toes into this world, it can feel overwhelming at first. You don't know where to start, you don't know who to turn to, you might not have any anybody you know who does it. But if you have kids right now who are in the public school system and it doesn't feel right in your body, in your soul, in your mind, if it doesn't feel right and your kids are coming home bullied, exhausted, sad, anxious, depressed, and all of the things, if that's going on, homeschooling is an option for you. And it always will be. You can homeschool anytime you want. That's the beauty of this. If your kid's going into first grade, sixth grade, about to be a senior, you can say, I want to homeschool my kid. You have the freedom and the power to do that anytime you want. And if you aren't going to make that decision, and if you're not going to even try to see if that's a possibility for you and your family, and your kid is having a really, really hard time in public school, you're doing your child a disservice. There is this option available to you. Homeschool is available to you and your kid needs it if your kid is not doing well in the public school system if you don't feel like you even like sending them if you feel sick if you get that pit in your stomach every time you send your kid to school look into homeschooling and don't be afraid to look into it like I said I get how frustrating and overwhelming and unfamiliar this world is if you've never really looked into it before but sit there and think about the amount of pain that you might be experiencing with the public school system or your kid might be experiencing with the public school system and take that pain and channel it and use it when it comes to taking action to make their life better, to make your life better as a family. Are you somebody and are you a family? Do you wake your kids up early in the morning, yell at them to get dressed, rush them through breakfast, rush them through getting dressed just to kick them out the door so they can get on the bus at the ass crack a dawn to be gone all day long. And then after school, you're racing to sports, you're racing around only to come home late at night. So yell at them again to get their homework done, send them to bed, and then you're just doing it all over again the next day. That should not be life. That should not be the way of living. If you are a family that does not mind that, the hustle and the bustle and the rat race and going to public school and being involved in that, if you don't mind that, this podcast episode is not for you. If you are somebody who has found yourself stuck in that cycle and stuck in this world where you feel like your child needs to compete with the kids in school, with the kids at sports, with kids and all the extracurricular shit they're doing. If you're feeling like that doesn't feel right, you need to listen to that feeling. And it's okay if that is right for other people, but if it doesn't feel right for you, then don't let it be right for you. Don't let what everyone else is doing around you become the norm for you if you don't agree with it. You have the choice and the power to make your life and your kid's life different. So now when you start to ask yourself, well, how can I even do this? How can I start to homeschool? Like I work, my husband works, and how are we even going to be able to afford homeschooling? I can't stay home with them. There are so many reasons to not homeschool. There are so many easy ways to look into it and say, well, we could never do this because of X, Y, and Z. But do yourself a favor. Sit down, And think about the ways that you can homeschool and certain things you can do that could begin to make this a potential reality for you. The number one thing, and I'm gonna get into this, I can get into it in other episodes. I'll kind of just do a brief overview in this episode. But the number one thing, obviously, that everybody asks about and everybody uses it as a reason to not homeschool is finances. People will say, well, I can't afford to stay home with my kids. We both have to work in order to afford this lifestyle. Now's your chance to sit back and look at your lifestyle. Where are your expenses going? Are they going to these crazy sports and these extracurricular things and all of these things you're spending money on that you don't necessarily need to spend money on? Are you overspending at the grocery store? Are you overspending on clothing, getting your nails done, getting your hair done? Things that you don't necessarily need to put your money into. If your kids mean more to you than all of those things, you absolutely need to sit down down and look at your budget and your spending. I guarantee you, if you're someone who's never done this before, I guarantee you that if you can sit down and look at your spending, put all of your spending into categories, create a budget, and figure out, okay, this is how much money we have coming in, but holy shit, this is how much money we have going out. I guarantee you, you will be able to figure out a way to spend less and live a more simple life in order to be home with your kids and homeschool them. The second thing you might say to yourself is I am not qualified to homeschool my kids. I'm not a teacher. I'm not an educator. I don't have a degree in education. That's a bunch of bullshit. If you want to homeschool your kids, you can. You are their mother. You are their father. You were granted the God-given right and opportunity to be your child's number one teacher. Just because your kid might be going to a public school and being taught by somebody who has a degree, a master's degree in education, or whatever degree they have, that doesn't mean they're more qualified than you. It really doesn't, and I'm not bashing teachers at all. I think teachers are incredible. They're educated, they're intelligent, they are amazing with kids. Some of them are, and some of them aren't, which is another reason that you can look into homeschooling. Some teachers should never be teachers. Some teachers, you don't want your kids around, but there are some teachers that are amazing and incredible, so I wanna say that. I'm not bashing teachers, but you should never feel like you are not qualified to teach your child. You are your child's first teacher, and you'll always be for the rest of their life the most influential and important teacher. So you can say, I'm not qualified, I can't do it, how am I even gonna begin? When you dive into this world and you start talking to more people who homeschool, you realize, holy shit, I can do this because there are so many programs and resources and other people around me that can help me and my kids get through this pretty seamlessly. You might get to a point where they might be learning math that you didn't, uh, you don't understand or that you didn't learn in school. But there are online programs. There are workbooks you can order. There's curriculum. There's so many different curriculums you can order to help your kids excel. And as somebody who loves homeschooling, again, this is one of my passions, through my own education, like reading about homeschooling and talking to homeschoolers and listening to all the podcasts, kids who are homeschooled a lot of the time are years ahead of their peers who are in public school. And we're not getting into homeschooling because it's a competition. We're not trying to be better than our peers or be smarter than our peers. It's just something that organically and naturally happens when your kid is homeschooled. And the reason for that is because when your child is homeschooled and when they get to be home in the family unit and out in the community with you as the mom or the dad, they are learning things and seeing things and observing things and being a part of things that you do not learn in public school, which is designed that way. We can get into that in another episode. But your kid being in public school is not learning a lot about the real world. A lot of people will argue with me about that, but they are not learning things that they will learn with you when they are at home and out in the community and going to co-ops and hanging out with other families who homeschool, but the way that I teach him and the way that I teach my children absolutely teaches them how to be a functioning human in society. I'm not teaching them how to sit still at a desk all day long. I'm not teaching them how to do their homework on a tablet. I'm not teaching them that they're not allowed to talk to their friends when they're walking down a hallway. I'm not teaching them how to hide under their desk when a shooter enters our house. Kids in public school do learn a lot. I'm not taking that away. There is value in going to public school. Some kids love it, they excel, and it's great for them. But there are so many benefits to homeschooling that your kid won't get in and again, I am not bashing teachers in any way, and I'm not saying teachers are the problem when it comes to public school. I have a lot of friends who are teachers, and they're incredible people, and if they could be my kid's teacher for the rest of his life, I probably would send him to public school. But teachers are also in a position right now where they have to follow a certain curriculum, and they're being told what to teach and how to teach it. They might not necessarily want to teach those subjects, or they might not necessarily want to teach it in the way they're being told to teach it. They are also being underpaid and overworked. They have kids in their classes that exceed the amount of kids who should be with one teacher. So it's not teachers that are the problem. I don't want this to come off as sounding like I'm saying teachers have anything to do with the problem. Some teachers contribute to the problem, yes, but a lot of teachers, if they could, if they had the freedom to teach the way they wanted to and to teach what they wanted to teach, it probably would feel more like homeschool to a lot of these kids. But teachers have to sort of educate and do the things that the school system is telling them to do and what the state is telling them to do. And I've talked to a lot of teachers who are really coming to the realization of like, I don't like this anymore. Teachers aren't, a lot of teachers aren't having fun anymore. They don't like being told what to do and how to do it and what to say and what not to do. It's just so strict nowadays. A lot of teachers are just kind of like feeling like teaching doesn't feel right. But that, again, whole other episode. I just wanted to say that. The freedom you have when you're homeschooling versus the freedom or the lack of freedom that happens in public school is absolutely miraculous. When you homeschool, regardless of how old your kid is, you don't have to homeschool or do work for that long each day. It's not like you're sitting at home with your kid and eight hours a day trying to get them to sit there and complete tasks. When you homeschool, it doesn't last long. So for example, if you have a child, who's in pre-K through first grade, you're doing like zero to 60 minutes of work with them at home. If your kid is in second through fifth grade, you're doing 30 to 120 minutes of academic work. If they're in 6th through 8th, you're doing 90 to 180 minutes of work a day. 9th through 12th, 120 to 240 minutes of work a day. And that is really just talking about like sit down, work you might be doing, maybe they're doing a program on the computer, maybe they're doing some worksheets, maybe they're practicing reading or handwriting or math or science or whatever. That's talking about like actually sitting down and applying themselves to learn new subjects. That has nothing to do with on top of that, going out into the world and going on field trips and going to events and socializing and being with friends and being with family. When you homeschool, your kids get to learn through play and through experience. Homeschooling doesn't mean you're home with them doing homework and schoolwork all day long. It means that you get to set up your day in a way that works for you and your kids. So you might plan your day by saying like, okay, tomorrow we're going to wake up, have breakfast, then my kids are going to play for a little while. And then after that, we are going to set aside 30 minutes to an hour to do... Reading or practice handwriting or do some fun type of learning activity. After that, maybe you guys decide to go to a museum or the park or just take a walk outside. And within those outside activities, you can incorporate learning. You can bring along a scavenger hunt when you're walking in the woods. You can bring along some word problems as you guys are taking a walk. You can have them learn about a very specific topic while you're at the museum. And the point of going to the museum that day is to learn about that. Topic. As the parent, you get to decide what their day is going to look like. And you also get to say to them, hey guys, what do you want to do tomorrow? Let's set up tomorrow's agenda together. You guys get to decide if you want to do schoolwork after breakfast or if you'd rather have some free time after breakfast. Maybe you guys want to get the work done in the morning so we can go have fun the rest of the day and go out and explore. Or maybe you want to explore first and then later on in the day come back and get some schoolwork done. The freedom of it is absolutely insane and people don't understand that. And so what I'm trying to get across right now is just like the magic behind homeschooling. I'm kind of trying to bust the myths that you might believe about homeschooling. Again, living in a community and a society where it's not the norm, you might not know about it. You might think of homeschooling as like this stereotypical thing where it's like, oh, only like weird religious families do that and their kids have no friends and they're stuck inside all day. And, and it's like, oh, that's that weird kid who doesn't go to school. It is not like that. It can be like that if that's how you want it to be. That's the funny thing is you can make it look however you want it to look. If you are an introvert and your kids are introverted, you can decide, okay, that's how we're running homeschool. Maybe you have one or two playdates a week and the rest, you guys are just together as a family. If you're super extroverted and you love being out of the house, you can school your kids outside of your own home. You get to say, this is how I want our school to look. And again, because this feels like uncharted territory in Massachusetts and in this particular community that I live in, you might feel like there isn't anybody to go to or talk to about this, but I promise you. And what I've realized over the last couple years is that we are everywhere. If you start to look, it's almost like the law of attraction. Once you start to get into this world of homeschooling and you start to think about it, you start to ask about it, it, you start to talk about it. People will come out of the woodwork and they'll just come into your life out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, you'll meet one family that homeschools and you'll become friends. Then you meet another family who homeschools and you become friends. And then all of a sudden, you're going to all these co-ops and all these meetups and all these nature groups. And your kids are involved in this world that you never even knew existed. But while your kids right now are out there at public school, this is all going on. This is all happening every single day out in the community, right Right now as you're listening to this, if it's in the middle of the day, there is a homeschool nature group somewhere out in the woods learning about mushrooms and rocks and trees and being together and playing together. And the parents are there, the kids are there, and everybody is just having a great time. And one of the beautiful things right now that is starting to happen in this community, again, Massachusetts is very behind. If you were to compare it to states out west or states like Montana or Idaho, we are behind when it comes to homeschooling, almost feeling like the norm. But one of the beautiful things that is starting to happen here is that there are more homeschool co-ops popping up all over the place. And these are things like homeschool co-ops where you can drop your kids off. So if you are a parent who really, really does have to work every single day, there are opportunities popping up now where you can drop your kid off and they're going to a homeschool co-op environment. Within these homeschool co-ops, your kids are learning. Usually in this co-op, they're following some type of a curriculum. And as you do research, you'll find that there are all different sorts of homeschool curriculums. There's the good and the beautiful, blossom and root. There's a lot of different kinds. So you might drop your kid off. They go to this homeschool co-op that follows the blossom and root curriculum. There are teachers who are hired to work there and there are other kids there. So your kid is getting socialized. They're with other adults, but they're in an environment that has so much freedom around how it teaches your kids and what your kids are allowed to do. So think about your kid in public school. They walk into school and they're in an institution for the day, right? It's a long ass day. They're sitting at their desks all day long. They don't get much outside time and they don't get much time to even move their bodies. They're just shipped from one class to the next and they're not even really able to explore who they are and what they love to do. When you start homeschooling and if you even send them, to a homeschool co-op, that's exactly what kids get to do. They get to put more energy and passion into the things that light them up. So for example, my my six-year-old loves bridges, pipes, and anything having to do with engineering. So we focus a lot of our schooling on that. If that's what he loves that week, that's what we're doing that week. If he was going to public school right now, he wouldn't even have the chance to dig a hole, stick a drainage pipe in, in it and turn the hose on to see what happens. The only time he would ever get to do that is maybe on the weekends. Every single day, my kids get to do the things that light them up, the things that they absolutely love to do. Yes, he has to stop sometimes and come in, and we practice reading and we practice handwriting and we practice things he might not love as much as being out in the dirt, but he has to do those things. But he knows that tomorrow or later on, You get to go back outside and be naked in the sandbox covered in mud if that's what you want to do. We get to go to the library and take out every single book on tornadoes and learn every single thing about a tornado because that's what he wants to do. In my opinion, and it might be unpopular, it might be something you disagree with and not like hearing, I don't send my kids to public school because if I did, I know the second my child entered that school and went through the whole system K through 12, I know that that light that shines in him right now, the light that you can feel physically see when you watch him play would get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer until he didn't even know what he loved and who he was. And that's not something that I am willing to sacrifice. If I could guarantee that he could go to public school and every year would have a teacher who loved him as much as I did and knew what his passions were and he had a chance to explore those passions and be outside and learn about animals and be able to be out in nature, if I knew that that's what school was and he could have amazing teachers every single year, if that's what public school was, he would go. But that's not what public school is. And it is getting so far from that. So to wrap this up, because I could talk about this for five more hours. To wrap this up, I just wanted to put this out here for anybody who has been thinking about homeschooling or for anybody who's having so much trouble with their kids in public, public school. Whether it's them being bullied or picked on or having such a hard time sitting in a classroom and learning, like are they coming home so depressed and just not even wanting to be there? I made this for you. I made this for you guys. This episode is for those people and those parents who are really just starting to feel like the public school system doesn't sit right. It doesn't feel right. I know you guys are out there. You talk to me all the time and I have people come to me with so many questions about how do I start? What do we do? How do I begin? Just know that this is an option for you and there's a way to figure it out. And also remember that there are so many people around you who are having the same thoughts as you. You are not alone. You are not alone. Most people don't talk about it out loud. They they don't want to say their kids are having a wicked hard time trying to keep up with this rat race that we've put our kids into. You're not alone. So remember that around you right now are hundreds and hundreds of parents who are already in the homeschooling game. I talk to so many people as my own support system. I talk to so many moms who have been homeschooling for 15 to 20 years, right? Like I find the most educated person and I talk to them and I ask them like, what do I do when this happens? How do I navigate this with homeschooling? What's the best curriculum? Like I have my mentors because I can't do this by myself. I'm new to this world too. So remember, if you guys want to enter this world, there are so many people like me who are willing to help you and willing to educate you and willing to inspire you and motivate you to make this decision and make this choice for your kids. So with that, I'm going to say, please, if you feel the pull toward any of this, please reach out to me if you have my contact information. If you're somebody who doesn't know me and you found this this podcast randomly, You can find me on Instagram, Brianna J, the letter J, Watson. Send me a message. I will talk to anybody who needs help and guidance around this, and I will send you any resources I can. I'll do anything in my power to make this transition from public school to homeschool as seamless as possible for you. And again, you can think of all the reasons not to do this, like fear. Fear will always try and make decisions for you, but try not to let fear get in the way. And each time, you have that doubt in your mind or an insecurity or something that just makes you feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't homeschool. Maybe this won't be the best decision. Reach out to somebody who's already been doing it. Reach out to somebody who can put your mind at ease. So with that, I'm going to end this episode. Also, please let me know if you guys have any questions, what else you'd like to hear about homeschooling, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye.